0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: gentlemen, and welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. The Rifleman Radio Show is brought to you by the Appleseed Project, which is a sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to teaching the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. And while we're doing that, we we'll tell folks about the history and heritage of America, uh, how we got here, how this all got started, and about the events of April 19th, 1775. Well, welcome everyone to the show this evening. We got a bit of a late start <clears throat> because of uh, the servers uh, being unable to process the show. It seems to be a uh, a more and more common problem at blog talk and uh, uh, I've spoken to the the folks at blog talk about it and I'm not sure what the answer is going to be we may have to uh, see about moving the show uh, to another host and uh, I'm working on that along with the other uh, hundred projects I'm I'm currently working on so uh, don't expect some uh, any rapid uh, decision or progress on that until we get some more folks in to help with the uh, with the radio show. I've got a post on the Appleseed uh, radio show thread there on their Appleseed radio board about jobs uh, that we need filled to help out with the show. So any of you folks that are listening, if you'd like to uh, become a part of the show, then uh, we would certainly welcome your help. There's a lot of stuff that we need uh, uh, help with. On the show, and uh, you can check out that thread, and you can you can see some of the things that we need. <clears throat> so the show is going to run from 7:30 to 9:30 this evening, and we'll get started real quick right now. The the main body of the show will be devoted to the Waterman uh, 300, the event that we just had in Waterman, Illinois this last weekend. Uh, before we do that, though, we'll get started real quick with a listing of the upcoming events. Now, say you're going to You've made the decision to attend an Apple Seed Rifle marketship event. Well, how would you find out where to, where to go, what, uh, what to do, what to bring, etc.? Well, it's real easy. Go to rwva.org. That's our homepage. On the homepage, you'll find tons of information about uh, uh, about everything that we do, about the events, uh, boot camps, IBCs, how to register, uh, you can get onto the forum there, you can uh, read the latest uh, news reports from Fox, uh, New York Times, uh, on and on, all of the recent media coverage we've had there. <clears throat> then if you want to uh, figure out how to get to an event, look at the top of the page there, you'll see a whole bunch of tabs. One says Appleseed. Second from the left is Appleseed. Go down to the second. Put your cursor on the second one down that says Schedule. Click on that event. I'll take you to the page that I'm looking at now. That's the Schedule of Events page. And on that page, you'll have all of the events listed by date uh, across the nation, and it's no small number of events. Uh, there is a an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event. Somewhere near you, every weekend of the year now. Alright? Every weekend of the year, there's an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event somewhere near you. And by near you, I mean within 300 miles. That's near for a rifleman. That's, uh, that's the rifleman's, uh, quarter day drive. We've got the rifleman's, uh, quarter mile, and now we've got the rifleman's quarter day drive. <clears throat> so within, uh, 300 miles of you, Every weekend of the year, there's going to be an event uh, close enough for you to attend. So you go to rwva.org, the home page there. Put your cursor on Appleseed. You'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu that says Schedule, click on that. That will take you to this page. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to read these events, uh, the upcoming events, to you. And uh, keep in mind that a lot of these events are already closing out. I've got a, a letter from uh, Hawkhaven uh, that I'll read as soon as get through with this that uh, is showing that a lot of these events are already closed out. So how do you make sure that you get a place on the line? Once you've decided to attend an event, the best thing you can do, once you're on this page, on the schedule page, look to the right there. You'll see two hot links. One says information. That'll give you the information for that particular event, for that particular date. It'll give you where it's happening, when it's happening, uh, any special rules, regulations, contact information for the folks involved in the event. To the right of that is register. If you click on that, it'll take you to the uh, registration software, and it will allow you to register for the event.
0: Now, if you want to
1: make sure. That you have a place on the line, that's what you have to do. You can you can no longer uh, be guaranteed of walking up to an event and uh, thinking that you're going to slap your money down and you're going to get a chamber flag and some targets and a place on the line because it may not happen. Okay, make sure that you pre-register for the event that you would like to attend. Right, make sure that you have a place on the line, and then make sure that we know. How many folks are going to be coming to the event? Because we have to schedule instructors all across the United States. That uh, that means plane tickets and hotel reservations, rental cars, uh, equipment, and supplies being sent ahead for, this, for these shoots. Uh, there have been times in the past where when we've had an event that's been sold out. We've been able to secure additional lines for that event. But I'll tell you this, if we don't know that you're coming, there's no way that's going to happen. There's no way we're going to try and schedule an additional line for the event if it's not already shown to be close to sold out or sold out. So if you want to make sure that you have a place on the line, go to uh, to, uh, rwva.org. Look for the tab that says Apple up at the top on the left. Put your cursor on that. You'll get a drop down menu. On the drop down menu, go to schedule. Once you're on the schedule, look at the listing of events. Select the one that you'd like to attend and then click on the hot link to the right that says register. Okay, the upcoming shoots, this is going to start out on the 17th and 18th in Cadesville, Utah. Now, the 17th and 18th is a Friday and Saturday. That is a uh, special event date. The actual weekend dates are the 18th and 19th. And that will begin in Sierra Vista, Arizona, followed by Payson, Arizona, Piru, California, Fresno, California, Hartford, Connecticut, Hernando, Florida, that's a one-day event on the 18th, Blackfoot, Idaho, Clinton, Illinois, Bedford, Indiana, Mansfield, Massachusetts, Osage Beach, Missouri, Three Forks, Montana, Alamogordo, New Mexico, Saratoga Springs, New York, Burlington Flats, New York, Afton, Oklahoma, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Davila, Texas, and here in Davila, we'll have the CBS News crew will be here in Davila this coming weekend. So uh, all of you folks in here in Texas that are planning on attending the event, uh, make sure that you, uh, make sure that you show up on Saturday, uh, ready to go. Uh, this is followed by Amarillo, Texas, the same September 18th and 19th weekend. San Angelo, Texas. Montpellier, Virginia. New Martinsville, West Virginia, which brings us to the September 25th and 26th weekend that starts in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, followed by Glen Helen, California, San Luis Obispo, California, Rama, Colorado on the 25th and 26th is going to be a ladies-only event. Ladies-only event in Rama, Colorado, September 25th and 26th. If you're in Colorado you'd like to uh, attend an apple seed event, uh, without, uh, uh, without having to worry about uh, your husband coming along and trying to tell you how to shoot, then this event is for you. Rama, Colorado, ladies only, September 25th and 26th. The same weekend is Mayaca City, Florida, Marion, Illinois, Ottawa, Illinois, Durand, Illinois, Atlanta, Indiana, Evansville, Indiana, Oxford, Kansas, Layton, Massachusetts. Hinckley, Minnesota. Princeton, Missouri. Como, Mississippi. Pelham, New Hampshire. Calverton, New York. Gibson, Gibsonburg, Ohio. Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Fredericksburg, Texas. College Station, Texas. Cedar City, Utah. Nine Mile Falls, Washington. Stevenson, Washington. Ubertus, Wisconsin, this is a one-day-only event on the 25th. Wissi, Wisconsin, another one-day-only on the 25th. Stinson, West Virginia, September 25th and 26th. This takes us into the first weekend in October, which is the second and third. We'll start off in Gold, California, Red Bluff, California, Gunnison, Colorado, Pensacola, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Waco, Georgia. Montrose, Iowa. Waterman, Illinois. Atlanta, Indiana. Columbia. Columbia, this is Columbia, M-E. All right, Columbia, Maine. Fenton, Michigan. Duluth, Minnesota. DeSoto, Missouri. Bates City, Missouri. Ramsar, North Carolina. Lima, Ohio, Slippy Rock, Pennsylvania, Manchester, Tennessee, Atlanta, Texas, October 2nd, and 3rd, that'll be the first event for our Atlanta, Texas location. Dallas, Fort Worth, Quail Creek, another first location, uh, first event, uh, October 2nd and 3rd. Uh, I can already tell you this is a sold out because I have, uh, I'm privy to this information. <clears throat> this one is sold out and, uh, This is a a special event that we're doing. We're running the Civil Air Patrol through along with the the rest of the attendees. And uh, bang, it sold out, I think, just in the first uh, two weeks. So uh, we have some more that are going online after this. But if you're in DFW and you want to attend the Quail Creek, any of the Quail Creek events, uh, that's what I'm telling you. Don't wait until the last second. Don't think that you can just walk on uh... this particular range is going to go probably uh... it'll probably go within a week to ten days every time we open it up there's forty four slots on it uh... but it'll probably go every time we open it up within a week to ten days don't wait pre-register the same weekend the second and third proctor vermont racine wisconsin beckley west virginia columbiana alabama starts the october 9th and tenth weekend followed by sunland california eureka california Bonfield, illinois Pittsburgh, Kansas. Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay, let me get back on there. Sherburne. Right, hold on just a second. This thing spins pretty fast. <clears throat> I shot a whole uh I shot a whole page ahead. <clears throat> All right. Starting off with the weekend of October 9th to 10th, Columbia, Alabama, Sunland, California, Eureka, California, Bondfield, Illinois, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Shreveport, Louisiana, Annapolis, Maryland, Canton, Mississippi, Broken Bow, Nebraska, Roswell, New Mexico, Messina, New York, Miamisburg, Ohio, El Reno, Oklahoma, Louisville, Tennessee, Lodi, Wisconsin, Buckeye, Arizona, October 16th, and 17th weekend. That's followed by Piru, California. Sacramento, California. Mariposa, California. Corona, California. St. Augustine, Florida. Augusta, Georgia. Shenandoah, Iowa. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Clinton, Illinois. Wabash, Indiana. Bedford, Indiana. Eureka, Kansas. North Fayetteville, North Carolina. Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Boulder City, Nevada, Athens, Ohio. Ladies, this is another ladies only event. The October 16th and 17th weekend at Athens, Ohio is a ladies only event. Followed by Gibsonburg, Ohio, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Fredericksburg, Texas, Gordon, let me make sure I've got that right, Gordon, Wisconsin, Niagara, Wisconsin, And that takes us to the end of the October 16th, 17th listings. That's a full month ahead. Alright, as I mentioned, uh, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, (coughs) Hawk sends me the, Hawkhaven sends me the sold out shoots, uh, that are already sold out on the schedule. And, uh, I'm reading these to you as fair warning. Uh, from my earlier dissertation on not waiting, all right? Uh, because it looks like we've got uh, a good number that are already closed out. The 18th and 19th weekend coming up. Don't look for a slot in Bedford, Indiana, Burlington Flats, New York, or Saratoga Springs, New York, because there are none. September 25th and 26th, Calverton, New York, and Como, Mississippi, are done. October 2nd and 3rd, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Fenton, Michigan, are done. October 9th and 10th, Annapolis, Maryland, is done. October 16th and 17th, Bedford, Indiana, is done. October 30th and 31st, Lapeer, Michigan, is done. November 6th and 7th, Annapolis, Maryland, is done. And then uh, Hartford, Connecticut, for this coming weekend. It's still open, but just one slot. If you want to get yourself and your rifle down on the line uh, on the 18th and 19th this weekend in Hartford, Connecticut, you've got to get online right now. You've got to go to rwva.org. Look at the cursor at the top left It says Appletee. Put your cursor on that. We've got a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, it says "Schedule." Click on that. Go to the 18th and 19th weekend. Go down to Hartford, Connecticut. Follow it over to the right. You'll see "Register." Click on "Register" and get yourself registered for that event. There's just that one slot. All right. Uh, it looks like uh, it looks like things uh, are starting. To pick up, it's still hotter than blue blazes across most of the nation right now. Uh, we're running at uh, 100 degrees and uh, 70, 80, 90 percent humidity here in Texas. We just had an IVC that uh, uh, that was pretty intense. We had uh, we did a great job on it. Everybody did a great job, but uh, the heat was intense. But we're coming to the end of the summer in most places. So, uh, so we're looking forward to uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the events starting to pick back up. You know, I've had folks tell me over and over that uh, that they want to come to the event, but they don't want to come in the heat. So they're going to wait until it starts to cooling down. Well, it's starting to cool down now, folks. So uh, 95 is five degrees less than 100. So don't wait. Get yourself on the schedule and uh, and get your event set up. <clears throat> All right. This last weekend, we had a lot of folks uh, attend the Waterman 300. Uh, I see a lot of folks. We had a lot of uh, shooters there and we had a lot of instructors. Uh, I would imagine this has to be the the most instructors uh, at any one place at any one time so far in Appleseed history. Uh, I don't think that, uh, as far as I can remember, remember there's there's never been over, oh, maybe uh, 25 or so instructors together in one place. Uh, and I believe that these guys had uh, uh, probably almost twice uh, that number of instructors. <coughs> so we'll be discussing. Uh, Waterman tonight and, uh, once again, you guys are, are welcome to call in. Uh, the call in number is 347-308-8790. And, uh, we'll just start grabbing guys, uh, off the, uh, off the switchboard here and having them tell us about the, uh, about the event. All right. Uh, area code three six one seven seven nine. Pop, is this you?
2: Oh yeah, Scout. That's me. How you doing? I'm doing
1: just great. How are you doing? How was the uh, How was the event?
2: Fantastic. I mean, there's no way to describe it. You had to be there, Scout. You just had to be there. Uh, there on instructors. I bet there were at least eighty. There might have been a hundred instructors there, and you could look as far as you could see. Either direction on the line, and you'd see shooters. And, and it was just, it was just marvelous. It was a wonderful experience. I'd never seen that many wonderful Americans in one place at one time. Period. Well,
1: that sounds good. How, how many more instructors were there,
2: did they say? Uh, I didn't hear an official count, but I was thinking about that today, and I, I seriously, I bet there were at least 80. Red and orange. So, uh, that's, that's, somebody probably knows and maybe they'll make a note of it on the chat room. I don't know. But I'll bet there were that many. Yeah, had to be. So, anyway, I don't, I have a whole lot of things I could say, Scout, but I would really like to hear from, uh, some of the, the shooters that, uh, that were there. Hopefully they'll call in and... And uh from the Aurora Sports Club, the wonderful people there that that uh hosted this uh event, uh, get some of their thoughts and uh and just let some of the shooters, the uh, the attendees tell us what they have to say about it. So I'm gonna i I'll, I'll hang up or stay online anyway. I'll I'll be online and but, but let somebody else occupy the radio tonight.
1: All righty. Uh, Pop, thanks for, uh, going up there. Now listen, <clears throat> uh, for those of you not, uh, uh, I had, Pop was my, uh, my secret, uh, uh, <laughs> on a secret mission
0: <laughs> to
1: Waterman, uh, because, uh, we have, we're adding events here in Texas every week. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys, you guys have seen the Project 1000, uh, thing that we're working on and that is uh uh making sure that we uh that we cross over 1000 events this year and uh, as part of uh, as part of the contribution uh somehow Chuck has got uh has got tasked with adding another uh 55 events to our schedule and uh, and we're in the process of doing that right now, uh, but we don't have uh, we don't have the number of instructors uh, there were that, to be able to run all of the events. So Pop was sent up there uh, in order to recruit additional chief bosses instructors for Texas. So if you guys uh, now that you've had your uh, vacation last weekend, if you guys will. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. take a look at the, uh, schedule, the upcoming schedule for Texas, and uh, start writing your names in there. We'd sure appreciate it, uh, because we're rebuilding our crew, the Texas crew currently, and, uh, there's just, there's no way that we're going to be able to staff, uh, an additional, uh, 55, uh, events. Uh, we're trying hard, and most of the, uh, most of the instructors are running, uh, uh multiple events for for a month. Uh but that's still an additional 300 instructor days that we're going to need. So if you guys will take a look at it then uh we'll certainly appreciate it. All right, pop, uh did you have any luck? Did you get uh a, a lot of folks to uh
2: to pledge to come to Texas to help with this? Oh, just a bunch of them. They're all going to come. You wait and see. All right. Well, you write write their names down and send them to me, so I'll be looking for them. Uh, I'll do that. You hear that, Eel and Grand and all you guys? Yeah, they will be here. All right. Don't worry about it. All
3: right. Hey, well, I, I do. You, want, I do
2: want to say. Hey, let me let me say this. The was really the highlight. The whole weekend was a highlight, but but I got to call an AQT Sunday afternoon, and and what I was saying about looking down the line either direction. Uh, that was that was a thrill just just to be able to do that with that many shooters on the line fantastic and thank you guys for putting on a really well-run show illinois is a, is a great state and i enjoyed being there and i'll be back and when i come back i'm going to bring all of texas with me so all right good night we'll we'll listen in okay great
1: <laughs> all right thank you pop uh all right, area code six three zero two eight two. You on near. Two nine two. Yeah, two nine two. Don't make me put my glasses on.
4: <laughs> hey, Scout teal Eel, how you doing?
1: Hey, Eel, welcome <laughs> to the show.
4: Uh, well, thank you, sir. Thank you,
1: guys, on your on the event this last weekend.
4: Well, thank you. It uh, it wouldn't have been possible without help from oh my gosh, so many people. Uh, I'm sure if I tried telling them all to you I would lose track of somebody and be in a world of trouble. But uh rest assured that that uh well, you know, Pop Pop felt uh compelled to come up there, give us a hand and and he was well received. In actuality scout, I think uh truth be told we ended up with right around seventy instructors and IITs there from thirteen different states. And uh it wasn't planned that way, but you have to really wonder when, when we started talking about where everybody was coming from that we ended up with thirteen states, you gotta wonder how that came to be and if there was a bigger hand in it. But uh it was quite a quite an event. Uh very very sad to see it end and uh it was really filled your heart with pride to see these people come out.
1: All right. Well, I don't ever have to, uh, I never wonder if there is, uh, if there is a, if there's a bigger hand in it. Uh, I just automatically assume there is, uh, every time I walk out the door. Uh, I know that there's always uh, another hand in it. And how many did you say, how many, uh, instructors total?
4: Uh, we were right around 70, I want to say. Now, a lot of those instructors, or the IITs, rather, came to shoot. Um, we had 52, I believe, on instructor scheduling, and then a few just showed up, kind of snuck in, you know, across the border, like, and uh, they came strictly to instruct, um, and then we had a number of uh, newer IITs that, you know, they, they were told that, boy, once you get that hat, you don't get any trigger time, well... Here was the opportunity and thankfully some of them took that, uh, took that opportunity and made good on it. Excellent. Uh,
1: let's see. Okay. I'm, I'm working, trying to work the switchboard now. Alright. Is she? Yep. All right, welcome to the show. Thank you. How was your uh how was your weekend?
5: Absolutely awesome. <laughs> Fabulous.
1: And where were you at on the line?
5: I was all the way on the left side in Platoon One.
1: And how many guys were in the each uh first of all, just give me a quick breakdown on how they had it set up.
5: Well, uh, I think there are about ten platoons, which basically they had all the instructors split up into ten groups, and the, each platoon had a platoon boss, which was sort of like the line boss, and all the instructors in each platoon um, was under that platoon boss. The platoon boss made, sh- made sure all the points of instruction was given to the shooters on that section of the line. Um, We – each platoon boss gave the heads up when the line was being cleared and that kind of stuff.
1: Okay. And how many folks were – you say there was 20
6: folks uh, under you?
5: Um, My platoon boss was KR or Longshot. And I think there are about five instructors in our platoon and each platoon had about twenty shooters on the line.
1: Okay. And Eel, how was
4: uh, how was the media
1: presence there? Um,
4: uh, media presence Tekras was our uh public information officer and he had a journalist from an international newspaper there. And actually, he may have been more than just newspaper because he was—he did have a camera and was taking some footage. Uh, if Tetris is listening, maybe he could call in and shed some more light on there. But that man was there with us the whole day Saturday, and uh, you know, took a lot of notes, took a lot of film footage. As you see, Poster Boy was there, did a lot of picture taking, and uh, sent that down to, to your man stickler, who did just an outstanding job with those YouTube videos, if anybody hasn't seen them, uh, the links are up. He put those up uh, prior to even, oh gosh, probably they were up there before we got going Sunday. And he just did a phenomenal job, and boy, you want to talk about uh, modern technology working wonders for you, those two guys really did a number on it.
1: Well, that sounds good. Where is that at now?
4: That's on, uh, Spitzstickler put it up on Waterman Play-by-Play, which if you go to the Waterman AAR, there's a link that goes right to it. Rather than have two separate threads, just figured we'd kind of merge them together. Right. And, uh, I think, I think we're up to like about three pages of posts and whatnot in that Waterman Play-by-Play. And there's a lot of folks that are posting their own pictures they took with their cell phones and cameras and whatnot. It was uh, truly a wonderful event, and I think everybody enjoyed themselves. Rain or shine, they had a good time.
1: Okay. As you can't tell, uh, I was trying to type and talk at the same time, so I had to give up on one. Uh, so now I'm back to talking. <laughs> uh, what I was trying to do is uh, they... Ishii or somebody was asking issue to to give a the second strike tonight but I what I'd rather do tonight is uh, have all of the waterman folks uh, come on and give their uh, give their uh, rendition of what happened uh, what they think went really well uh, what could be done better uh, because this is certainly not going to be the last of them and instead of just having issue do the Second strike in the middle of a show with some other name. What I'd rather have her do is have her set up and do all three strikes, and uh, let us have that as one specific program uh, that uh, the instructors and training can access to uh, uh, to listen to, and that everybody else can. So, if what? If, is that, is that her there by you?
5: <laughs> What'd you say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, would you, would, would you mind doing that, Ishi?
5: I That would be an honor.
1: Okay. So what we'll do is we'll set it up so that, uh, this will probably, this may not be a schedule event, or we could actually schedule it live, uh, but like instead of being on a Tuesday, Let's say we could do one, uh, we'll do one block, like maybe on a Wednesday, and, uh, have you do all three strikes, uh, together, or it doesn't have to be on a Wednesday. I've got, uh, church on Wednesday, and I'm, I don't know if you do or not, but I've got church usually real late, uh, on Wednesday. But it can be done any time of the day or night, and, uh, and you don't have to do all three at once if you don't want to, but we will try and do, uh, that would probably be the best way to do it, because you could probably, do all three strikes in two hours, right? Yeah. Okay. Along with some, uh, like some little notes and asides and stuff. So, if you are willing to do that, uh, I think that would be great because uh, that was one of the things that really that uh, the program was supposed to be uh, from the beginning was be an instructional tool uh, for the uh, folks to call in. Uh, I mean, to be able to access
2: and listen uh, to
1: different uh, instructional blocks. So I think that would be great. We'll get you to call in, and uh, we'll get you to do all three strikes. <coughs> and then the uh, responsibility will then be on you. We'll do this like a, like a football thing. Ishi, you'll do the first three, and the ball will be in your hands, and then you're going to hand it off to somebody else. You right. figure out somebody else, if you need some help or something, get, uh, some of the folks to help you. And you're gonna hand the ball up to somebody else, and then they're gonna do the, uh, the same thing. They're gonna do the three strikes and we'll record it also for the library. Great. Okay. Alright. So be working on, on who you want to hand off the ball to.
5: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and from what I understand here, I'm trying to keep up with the reading too, uh, while, uh, while reading a, uh, uh, ever so often reading hate mail and other stuff that's being sent to me, uh, you are a brand new Red Hat. Yep. Well, congratulations, Ishi. Thank uh, you. It's an honor. Uh, there's uh, uh, I've never met you, mm-hmm. but I've spoken to you several times, and uh, I've read quite a bit about you, and uh, it certainly seems like uh, like you've deserved that honor.
5: Oh, I really don't think so. It it, uh, it comes with a lot of responsibility, and I'm gonna work my tail off to try to be worthy of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's what everybody does. All right, Eel, you still on? Yes, I am. Okay, give me a quick uh, give me a quick rundown. Uh, just like your top three best and. Uh, uh, of what happened there at the event, and then uh, the top three of uh, what you'd like to see if you could do it over again this coming weekend.
4: Oh boy, well, uh, top three I would say was we had uh, we, we had to pin Guy down, anybody that knows Guy. We, we pinned him down and got a course of fire out of him. And as Ishii said, we, we basically were running 10, 20 to 30 man apple seeds all simultaneously on one firing line, and the logistics of that were were mind-boggling. But we did we did have courses of fire printed out. Everybody had a copy. We pretty much followed it. Um, that worked out real real well. Had, letting everybody have a, a copy. We had a sound system set up, and a backup of portable radios. That was that was a good thing. Um, the history, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard all about Ishi's history, and, and we were joking with her, you know, no pressure. Um, but
1: we did relieve <laughs> <laughs> No pressure, Ishi. <laughs> no pressure,
4: right. Uh, we did relieve her of her duties on the line a little bit ahead of time for her to collect her thoughts and, and whatnot because, you know, we were joking about no pressure, but don't kid yourself, you know, there was. You know, there's 200 people standing there waiting for her to deliver a uh, – second, third strike, and she she set them back on their heels, no doubt about that. It was just phenomenal. Um, We did have a repair tent set up. Uh, Our guy, Pappy, manned a repair tent with the help of Nemo Hunter and Clippifert. Nemo Hunter, of course, is from Missouri. We had lots of help come in. And those three guys on Saturday were busy all day.
1: Well, I I can imagine. When when you're talking about having 10, 20 to 30 uh, platoons set up, I can already tell you that uh, I, very rarely have I ever, and I don't know how many events I've done now, 50, 60, but very rarely have I ever, I, I can't even remember one that I've gone to where somebody uh, in the first hour didn't have some type of uh, mechanical failure, et cetera, where a rifle had to be pulled off the line. And uh, so that's in one, say, 25 to 35 block, all right? So you've got 10 of those. So yep. you're going to have a constant stream of uh, of rifle uh, malfunctions or loose sights or the sling fell off or, or, or heaven forbid the barrel falls off etc. Uh, and I was wondering exactly how you guys uh, dealt with that. So how did that
4: run? Yep. Yeah, oh, that went well. Pappy, like I said, he had his his toolbox out there. He had a table set up and a gun vise. And the, all the instructors that showed up were just fantastic and they brought loaners and, and we had loaners locked up in a trailer and they were divvied out as need be. And those three guys back there on Saturday just worked on rifles. It seemed like endlessly. Uh, Tech Sites had been kind enough to ship us a whole bunch of sites on consignment so that we had more than enough sites there in case anybody needed to upgrade their rifle and and they put on a number of tech sites, I want to say like 14 or 15 sets of people that just, you know, got fed up with those wonderful Ruger sites and decided they had to upgrade. Uh, so they did that. And then, uh, of course, Sunday, as you, as you said, most of the time Saturday is the telling day. You know, if it's going to shake loose or fall off, it's probably going to happen on Saturday. And they, they were quite busy Saturday, not so much on Sunday. But they still had a steady flow. Uh, but the repair, repair tent was huge. We also had the uh, rifle woman was great enough to send us a supply of uh, things from the Appleseed store. And I want to say we sold, darn near sold out every swing she saw, sent us. A uh, number of Paul Revere's ride, which was just a great thing to see. I mean, that, that tells you that the history was getting through when the people leave the line and swing into the Appleseed store there and Pick up a book. So probably, you know, the the coordination um, of the platoon bosses—they all were fantastic. They knew the time parameters they had to get the instruction in, uh, and they did it. And you know, when the buzzer went off and said they had a minute left, they wrapped it up, and there was no delays getting people to line, and that was huge. Um, the repair tent, and the apple seed store, probably the three real positive things. Um, negative things, or things, not negative, but things that we could do better, uh, we, re, the sound system that we had, uh, again, Aurora Sportsman's Club was great enough to come out and set up, um, but really it was a little bit on the short side of speakers, and we did have a few dead spots in the line, but of course all the instructors did their job and echoed, so, you know, we improvised, adapted, and overcome, and, and we made our way through, but to do it again the next time, and, and Aurora Sportsman has asked us uh, Saturday, actually, they said, you, you guys are coming back same time next year and doing this again, right? So that's already set up for September 10 and 11 of 2011. And, of course, that will be the 10-year anniversary of the 9-11 attack. So they were very anxious to, to get that date book with, booked with us. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so the, the sound system we could have done a little bit better. Um, oh, gosh. We had a number of uh, of uh canopies set up. Maybe could have used a little more. Hawk had some in the back of his truck, but it's just so darn windy out there on, on Sunday. One of them actually tried to take off and head to the next county, but a few guys rassled it down to the ground. Um and, and the thing is how much how much of the quarter of a mile firing line you're going to cover and right. oh my gosh yeah you, you just couldn't buy enough canopies to cover it all <laughs> um but maybe a little bit something better with uh coordination coordination at uh check in and apple seed store i think uh, i kind of dropped the ball on that and made a few well, notes this, and this
1: got a first, next a, year we'll first event you got a, uh, this is the first time we've ever had certainly that many folks uh on the line altogether. We've come close. I mean we had the uh some super shoots in uh Florida and uh then what Indiana and mm-hmm.
0: uh
4: mm-hmm. uh I had
1: one of the first uh uh the first big apple seed at the R B C here which I had about ninety folks at and uh and every time you get that many people uh the it's not like what you think, which is, well, if there's twenty, it'll just be, uh, you know, it, it, we've done twenty and thirty before, or forty-four, uh, you know, we do normally. So it'll just be, you know, we'll just need twice the number of people than that. But it's not like that. It's not a. No, uh, it's not no just it is. Double it. the number. It's uh, no. It's no. just that whole new spectrum uh, of problems uh, with uh, with everything. Now the apple seed. Uh, store goods. I think that, uh, of course, we'll need. Uh, it's a whole subject of itself, but uh, everybody wants to buy something at the an Appleseed event. Every time I've opened the store box, or actually, my my daughters run the store. Every time they open the store box, there's a line immediately forms up. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason that uh, that can't be a standard. Uh, type thing at all of the events. And, uh, it sounds like you guys uh, did a booming job. I imagine on an event like that, you could probably sell, uh, well, a hundred slings, uh, you know, uh, a massive amount of everything. What about, uh, what about the overall coordination of running it, uh, with, uh, with that many people, with making sure that uh, all the the shoot bosses were, uh, the individual shoot bosses or red hats were, were ready on the line. Uh, the line was cleared uh, in the correct fashion. How about all that?
4: that, that well, I think that really went pretty flawless. Um, we, had, we had sent out a job description for each individual position on the line uh, previous to the shoot and gave everybody a chance to go over it and digest it. And then at the Friday night meeting, that guy called, um, we went over it again, went over how to clear the line, and and basically, like I said, we ran 10 separate little apple seeds, and the platoon boss, as Ishii mentioned, really acted as the shoot boss, and he had IITs, or or instructors, you know, clear the line from the center out in normal fashion to the end of their platoon. And, And that was another thing is, the platoons we had separated by the Revolutionary War flags, which was you know the wind while it was a little bit nasty for us, sure made those flags stand out you know straight out from the standards, and they really looked sharp. So the IITs cleared to the to the flags, which was their uh, you know area of responsibility. They turned and gave the thumbs up to the platoon boss, and then they stepped back to the equipment line. So the uh, Platoon boss at the far end, uh, we had offshoot from Wisconsin on one end and Longshot on the other. They just had to look for four people to give them the thumbs up, and then they gave it to the line boss that was in the center. And it, it cleared, I mean, we cleared the line pretty quickly most every time. That worked real, real well.
1: Well, I think that is a, a, an awesome testament to the professionalism of the Appleseed instructors. Uh, Absolutely, I mean, you know one of the things that I always hear from folks they come to an event and uh, and one of the first things that they say when they get a break is, "Wow, I couldn't believe how professional this was. I wasn't expecting this at all. I was expecting you know some kind of homemade thing, uh, but this is the most professional organization that I've ever been involved with. The instruction given was uh, clear, concise to the point. Uh, and the way that it was carried out uh, and executed uh, was flawless. So uh, that, to me, has always been a testament about the Appleseed instructors, about, uh, about how professional they are and to the, the degree of professionalism uh, that we maintain in the Appleseed instructor ranks.
4: Yep, absolutely. I'm
1: going to bring another absolutely. caller on with us, Hill. Sure. You stay on the line here. You stay on the line with us. Uh, okay. 575-491. Is this the OG?
2: No, that's Sam. I think you got the wrong hey Sam, one there, Scout. Yep. There you go. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you.
1: You got a new telephone number.
2: No, it's the same one.
1: Is that the same one? All same right. old number. Well, welcome to the show. Were you out at Waterman?
6: No, I wasn't. I was just listening in on the phone.
1: Well, I had, uh... An IBC that I had to, uh, uh to run. And then, uh, I also had, uh, tons of work I was preparing, that I'm trying to get done before the, uh, the Apple Seed this coming weekend, the CBS crew and stuff. But I was looking forward, uh, if I could have gone, I was thinking how wonderful it would have been
0: to have been on the line with 30 other shoot bosses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I'm just joking because uh, because I, I've been to events before where there have been two shoot bosses and uh, just two uh, can make it a hairy situation. So with you guys having that many uh, that many folks there and for it to run as smoothly as it did is another testament uh, to the professionalism of the crew. So my kudos to to all of the shoot bosses there. And to all of the shoot bosses who were who were just dying to take over, but they but they held their tongue.
2: <laughs> it's a chore running along the line like that and they're to be commended. It's really right. difficult,
4: Scout.
1: Now one more time, uh Eel, how many how many red hats total were there there?
4: Ooh, I'd have to guess off the top of my head. I would say probably 25 or so, maybe even more than that. We had a master instructor. We had we had credit course. A uh, guy was the MI. Uh, senior instructors there had to be four, five, maybe. Uh, oh my gosh, shoot bosses! Oh gosh, there might have been more SI's than that. Might have been six of them. Uh, shoot bosses. Another half a dozen or so, and then probably eight or ten more, you know, red hat instructors. We we had, oh, we were top heavy. There there was uh, there was lots of chiefs, but you know what? As you said, quite a testament. Those chiefs were willing to be Indians for the day, and uh, to check the eagle at the door was definitely in full swing at this shoot. Everybody just did the job they were assigned to do. And uh, nobody squawked about it, and it, it all went real, real well.
0: Excellent. going well,
1: to we'll bring another caller on. Area code 617-519, you're on the air. I say I brought them on. I just, uh, yeah, yeah, they're on. Area code 617, you're on the air. 617-519. All right, I'll come back to that one. Uh, area code 573796, you're on the air?
3: No, I was supposed to not be on the air.
1: You were supposed to not be on the air? Yeah,
3: I was just listening.
1: Well, we don't allow that here. How are you doing this evening?
3: <laughs> I'm doing good. Well, I was proven that I could just sit and listen. I didn't have to talk.
1: Ah, who is this?
3: This is Beth with Derry Brownfield.
1: Hey, Beth. <laughs> Welcome to the show.
3: Well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good.
1: Well, have you been have you been keeping up with the uh, with the Waterman event?
3: I have been. I've been trying to catch up all with all the pictures and the videos. They're on the websites and they're on my website on Facebook and and I snatched them from others and shared them with others and so we've been passing them around.
2: Well, thanks
1: for all you guys listening. Uh, if you don't know, this is uh, Beth Schoenberg from uh, Derry Brownfield Show. Derrick Brownfield Show is a close, close friend of Appleseed. Uh, they're one of the first uh, crews that uh, that picked up the Appleseed banner and, uh, and have uh, helped us carry it to all, all their listeners, which are quite a few listeners. I think that uh, Mr. Brownfield has been on the air now, it's almost a quarter of a century, isn't it?
3: Probably. I mean, all together. I know that he's done the talk show for a little over 16 years, and he had Ag Radio, his own network, the Brownfield Network, for over 40 years.
1: Okay. Well, I knew that. I knew that this show, the the Brownfield show that he's running now, uh, was uh, was not the first one. I knew that he'd been most of. is adult it's the first talk
3: it's show. It's the first talk show. The other was was an, an agriculture network and where they give market reports. And he was the founder of that.
1: Right. Well, the the folks over there now, you guys have been so helpful to us, and we appreciate it. And uh, and we've talked about this before. All the Appleseed folks listening is that uh, when we have friends that help us, we want to make sure that we help them. Uh, we're all in this together, and. And nobody's going to do it alone. Nobody's going to make it alone. Uh, we all have to. Uh, we all have to stand together and work together in order for this. Uh, in order for this to have the effect that we want it to have. In order for us to make it. In order for all of our voices to continue to be heard into the future. And one of the ways that you can do that is you can listen to the uh, Derry Brownfield show. And after you listen a couple of times, I don't think it's going to be a hard uh, sell. To get you guys to uh, to kick in a few bucks to the Dairy Brownfield show to help them stay on the air, uh, and to get on more uh, radio stations. I think we talked about this. I think not, not last week, or maybe we did last week. That uh, that you can call up your local radio stations and say, "Listen, I, we would like to hear. Uh, we would like for you guys to carry the Dairy Brownfield show," and then put them in touch with the uh, the Dairy Brownfield folks. And, <laughs> with, yeah, that. With that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, a lot of times I'll get, uh, ang- uh letters from people <coughs> uh, who are not too happy with the, with Appleseed, with the national, Appleseed, with the national part of Appleseed. And, uh, I used to have to laugh about that because the national was only like four or five people. And, uh, I'm sure that they were thought that there was some kind of big building set up. Uh, where we we're all sitting there twiddling our thumbs, but there was a, and it's still about the same way. You know, National Appleseed National is just the folks that you see at uh, at the events uh, on the weekends. They just also happen to to have another hat that they wear, uh, trying to help the the program nationally. And uh, I'm sure that's the same way that you guys work over there. We talk about getting with, in touch with the folks at derry Brownsville, and that's that's you. So uh real quickly give us uh, give us any quick uh uh hot spots or or events or, or or shows that you guys have coming up that we need to be sure and listen into.
3: Well you probably enjoy Thursday show. We're gonna have Richard Mack on. Sheriff Richard Mack?
1: He's a great speaker. Are you
3: familiar with him? Oh yes. Okay. Well he's gonna be on the air um Thursday and I'm not sure who's on tomorrow, <laughs> but uh, we kind of wing it day by day, but I do have him scheduled for Thursday. He's going to be traveling around and he's going to be out of the loop, so we're going to put him on the air Thursday.
0: Okay.
1: We need
3: to get him at one of your shoots. That's what we need to do.
1: Well, listen, since he's going to be right there on the air with you, why don't you invite him? And we've got, oh, I, uh, we I have got the law enforcement uh, officers shoot free, and uh, I know that he's no longer a... Uh, Uh, County Sheriff but we will still be glad to have him free at at any line he wants to uh, to attend
3: and we have uh,
1: we've got a stack of free uh, free attendance certificates that we've got to send to you so you can also just hand him one of those
3: cool well I won't have him in house but I will see him on October 1st he's going to be speaking in Grain Valley Missouri which isn't too far up highway 50 here and so any of those that are around this area or up that area in Kansas City area you might want to check that out give me a give me a phone call tomorrow or something and I'll tell you how to get there and what time it is and all that
0: okay that
1: sounds great
3: okay see the man in person
1: all right you got anything else that you'd like to uh, to get out to the folks here
3: well, I was just going to tell everybody congratulations on the big shoot in Waterman, and I know there were other shoots that went on, but that one's kind of getting all the press right now, and I heard it went really well. The pictures looked fantastic. It just, uh I hope that we helped a little bit.
1: Well, I'm sure that you did. You guys are a, a pretty strong presence there, and once again, we appreciate everything that you do for us, and uh, Thank
0: you, Scout. And we want to
1: help in any way we can. And uh, Let's see, I, I think I, I sent you an email. I managed to, to hack into my email account, uh, my computer went down, and with it all oh, my no, email, no. and you know, I set up my email account who knows how many years ago, how am I supposed to remember what password I used to set it up, and uh, <laughs> so so it took me forever to try and get back in there, but I got the email from you and sent it back, and I believe uh Let's see, I believe I asked if you guys had some radio spots that we would be glad to run them on this show. So if you guys, if you want to, uh, uh, and I'll talk to you about that on the phone, but uh, we'd be glad to do that. Any way that we can help you guys, then let us know because we'll be more than willing to.
3: Well, thank you very much for that. We need all the help we can get. We're all in this together, so we appreciate All right, well, I'm
1: going to bring on some more callers.
3: That'd be great. I can sit and listen. That's what I'm here for
1: righty. Area code two three nine two nine seven, you're on the air? Area code two three nine two nine seven, you're on the air? Okay, and Eel, you're you're still on the air, so don't uh don't walk off. I just kept you on the air.
4: No, I'm just hanging out here.
1: Okay. All right. Uh let me see. Let me try this one again. Area code six one seven five one nine. You're on the air. Six one seven five one nine. You're on the air. Okay. They didn't have the uh, the little red hand next to them. Listen. If you guys want to call in, if any of you guys have attended, any of you folks that attended the shoot, and you'd like to call in, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Just call in. We'd love to have you call in and talk about uh, uh, about the uh, the shoot. Uh, what you liked about it? If there's anything you saw that uh, that could use a little polishing, uh, then we would like to hear about that too. Uh, so just give us a call. Uh, let's see. Let me try this one here. here you go three six one seven seven nine. Bob, is this you? Uh,
2: I'm I'm here. Yes. Yes. Okay. Gal. I'm just uh, uh, watching the chat room and and listening in. I, I I would love for some of the attendees to call in. Uh that that'd be great to hear from them. Okay. Uh I'm
1: not sure what my I'm not sure what my listener uh Max is here on this one uh mm-hmm. on this particular switchboard. Uh let me uh let me shed some of these. All right. Uh, if you'd like to call in, the, air, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Go ahead and call in right now. Uh, we just got some lines open, and uh, and we'll take your calls. All right. Uh, one of the things that we'd like to do is make sure that. Uh, Make sure that we've figured out everything that we can, uh, from this shoot so that, because there's going to be some more coming up. Uh, you know, there was, uh, there's already a shoot that is, uh, that's kind of tentative, uh, that, uh, uh Steve Struve in College Station, uh, kind of, uh, blurted out on the air without uh, me talking to him or anybody else first, uh, where he is uh, he's talking about putting 500 people on the line at, uh, at his place in College Station. So uh, that is still a very tentative thing because uh, between now and uh, now in December, we're maxed out. And then be- between December and April, we're making a run for the April, uh, 19th weekend. Now, I don't know if that, uh, that might bear some discussion there. If a, if having a large event prior to April 19th is a good thing or, uh, or maybe something hard to do. Uh, well, I don't know yet about that. Uh, we're going to have to figure that out. Once again, though, let me put on, uh, let me put out a call for volunteers. Uh, if you are, uh, if you're looking around in the next few months for something to do and uh you're a uh, shoot boss, then please take a look at the Texas uh schedule of events uh, because we're adding uh we're probably adding uh 5 to 6 shoots a week to our schedule and we're going to it's going to take some help uh from the rest of the nation for us to uh to pull this off. The same with California. California is adding uh I believe they're adding another forty shoots to theirs. So if you'll if you guys will keep a watch at on California and Texas, Texas first, and uh put your names in where you can, we'll certainly be appreciated. Uh Area Code two three nine two nine seven, you're on the air? Area code two three nine two nine seven, sing out. All right. Area
0: code uh,
7: 530796. You're on the air. Oh, hi, Scout. Hey, who's this? Hello. Oh, it's Reed. I called in last week trying to get a young man out to Sacramento. I was going to go to something else.
0: Right, right. And, uh, right.
7: and uh, by golly, if Bald Dragon and Jules didn't fix, we got it all straightened out. The uh, young man, he's 15 years old, right off the bat, he shot a two thirty six. got his... Patch and man, he's going to go back to his high school and tell the other kids this is a good deal. No kidding. Well, that yeah, is bought, excellent. Uh, Eagle Scouter loaned him a uh, Liberty Training Rifle. He didn't even. <laughs> I just get, gave him an old bolt action, but it wasn't quite up to speed. And Eagle Scouter loaned him a Liberty Training Rifle, and man, he was off and running. So we'll wow. he'll have a hat right. in no time, I think.
1: All right. And what about what about you? Well, you said you already shot uh, at uh, the event and you already got your patch, right? Correct. Okay. So that means that uh, you're going to shoot at another event, confirm your uh, your rifleman standard shot, and then you're going to start instructing. That is really great oh. of you.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, <laughs>
1: I walked into that one.
7: <laughs> yeah. I don't need you to volunteer. I can volunteer for you. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for getting, me all, uh, getting that kid all set up. So his, his goal in life is to be a Marine Corps rifleman, and, man, yeah, I think he's on his way. Well, listen, you know,
1: I talk to folks all the time about this, about the fact that uh, Appleseed is not a it's, – it's, it's almost not what anybody thinks it is. You can, you, can almost, you can almost go out and ask 100 people who haven't been to an event what it is, and you're going to get incorrect answers from every one of them because it's not what everybody thinks it is and the thing it is is an absolutely fantastic best in the nation uh, way to learn and then polish the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship and we've talked about this over and over that the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship is not the basics of rifle marksmanship uh, the basics yes. Of rifle marksmanship is here's the here's the barrel here's the buttstock uh, the bullet comes out of this end this end goes against your shoulder don't get them mixed up and uh, and there you go and you're off all right that's the basics the fundamentals as opposed to the basics are the things that you're going to use for the rest of your life no matter where your shooting career takes you you're going to need the fundamentals you're going to you're you're never going to be able to make a shot without first establishing uh, the, the proper uh, shooting position without uh, uh, determining your natural point of aim and adjusting it onto the target and then executing the shot by the six steps. There's just, uh, there's nowhere that you're not going to use that, all the way from, uh, from junior high uh, air gun competition uh, to high power uh, world uh, championships. Uh, you're going to need that every single place you go. He has the goal of becoming a Marine Corps rifleman. This is going to ensure that he has the fundamentals that he needs to head in that direction. So yeah, make sure that uh, he tells his all his buddies about it and get them lined up to come to events too.
7: Okay, well I'll, I'll drag a couple more next time I go then. I'll bring a couple more kids down. Okay, well say that with some enthusiasm. <laughs> and, I, and I'll be loving doing it too <laughs> okay there you go that's what we want to hear well listen
1: I'm glad that we can fix you up I'm glad that things turned out well and we'll be looking for you and your uh, uh, your buddy uh, back on the line uh, now both of you guys are out in California right correct which part you don't have to tell me the city just for the, like what general area
7: northern California near Sacramento
1: near Sacramento okay alright well Excellent, and uh, yeah, make sure that you let people know about this because,
0: uh,
1: well, you tell me, Uh, you were already a high-power shooter before you went to an Appleseed, right? Correct. Now, do you think that the stuff that you saw at Appleseed, would that have been helpful before you started 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago?
7: Uh, yeah, because I got into it, and you're just kind of fumbling your way around. You know, you're trying to remember some stuff from basic training, and you know, there's no real help or coaching or anything, unless you can get some guy to maybe show you a few things now and then.
1: Right? But, yeah, and you're that's just not kinda... as easy as it sounds. It's not. Uh, generally, folks uh, out at firing ranges and stuff, will you know, they'll they'll be glad to help you some, but a lot of folks. If you show up there and you go, wow, you know, yeah, I've shot maybe 20 rounds a year for the last 15 or 20 years and, and you show me how to shoot, they're just going to, they're kind of going to shake their head a little bit because that's really pretty far down on the line, uh, you know, uh, and it's hard to get, uh, to get the basics of, the, uh, of rifle marking ship and then to get the fundamentals on top of that so that you can get, uh, so you can make an entry. So you have an entry point in uh, to different types of competitive shooting, and
7: uh, oh Seats Oh, the best thing going. Definitely. I'm, definitely. I'm, I was
1: just, you saw it. it took me a long time to get you to say that, and now now you finally said it. <laughs> <laughs>
7: I'm a I'm a believer, and don't worry, I'm I'm there, I'm with you.
1: All right. Well, listen. Uh, anything else we can help you with? Get you set up with?
7: Uh well I'll probably just go through uh, Bald Dragon. He's in Sacramento and then we can work things out from there.
1: Perfect. So now you guys you're you have uh, all the contact info you need for him, and uh, and Got it. all the rest of you guys all the rest of the guys that uh, you start uh, swinging into line you can just send straight to him right.
7: I'll fill up his line for him.
1: All right. Well listen <laughs> okay. Mr. Reed, thanks a lot. Hey thank you scout. And you guys good evening. All right, that's happening. Uh, that's happening all over, and uh, and and we're blessed by it. You know, Eel, Earlier, you mentioned uh, that that sometimes it makes you feel like there is, uh, like we're getting some help. And uh, I'm telling you, I, I have no doubt whatsoever. Uh, that that is true. Uh, I told you guys before that I read a book uh, uh, several years ago. I gave it to Fred, and uh, it was called. Uh, uh, I just had a mental block on it. Uh, Almost a miracle. Uh, and it was talking about how time after time, uh, the the soldiers, uh, the folks involved in the American Revolution. Time after time, uh, they were met with situations where it seemed like there was only one outcome that, uh, that there could be, and that would be their failure, their defeat, uh, their death, and the end of the American Revolutionary War, the end of the American Revolution. And Yet time after time, that was not the case. Time after time, it should have been, but time after time, it was not the case almost a miracle is the name of the book and uh, i'm telling you that
0: uh
1: it, i i believe completely and this is just me this is not uh this isn't uh, apple seed uh, uh ideology this is just me saying that i believe that we are helped out and uh, and i'm thankful for it All right, let me try this guy again. Uh, area code 608797. You ready to go? Yep. Okay. What's the word? Who is it?
6: Greetings. It's it's Janelle Cooper. Cooper on the forum.
1: Well, hey, how are you doing,
6: Janelle? I'm doing great. I got back from Waterman, and I'm still high as a kite. <laughs> well,
1: excellent. Well, give us the high point. Eel.
6: Eel. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you for making the mechanics of that incredibly complex shoot seem so simple. You you just, you made it hum. It was awesome. Just plain awesome. And I have to thank Guy for his incredible patience with dealing with the incredible complexity of this whole shoot. He was willing to come down All the way to the end, Platoon Ten, Liberty Platoon, and help me put my AR on paper. New rifle, new scope. Where the hell was it hitting? He got it down. Of course, I, I couldn't put, I couldn't put my groups as well as he did. But hey, it's the rifle. The rifle's fine. It's me. That's awesome what I really need to say is to talk about Ishi. Her rendition of history was nothing less than Academy Award. That young woman is spectacular. I've heard the strikes more times than I can count. But I've never had them bring me to tears, well, and that's gonna what she did. Show.
1: She's going to come on the show and do them. Now she also read. Uh, oh, I guess it's been uh, two months back now. Two, three months back, she read a uh, a project that he did. She did for, uh, I believe, four H. Uh, is that right, Eel? Remember, I don't know. Anyway, she she came on and she read it, and it was just it was fantastic, and uh, I'm really looking forward to her coming on the show, and doing the uh, three strikes in one uh, in one setting, and then, that's awesome. And having them available to the instructors because the instructors, the the new folks, that are trying to figure out how to tell the story. Uh, you know they'll get chances, they'll get bits and pieces, but unless they're going to an event every weekend, they're not. They're not getting it at the speed that we would like them to. You have to hear the stories in, in order to tell them. I mean, you can develop your oh, own, yeah. develop your own tell it, but you have to hear the stories in order to tell them. And I'm telling you that uh, one of the things I've noticed from doing shoots uh, for quite a long time is that. Is that the instructors pick up uh, on the way that they hear the stories told because I see I see streams in the program now of uh, people telling the story uh, like in the way that JB does or telling the story in the way that guy does or telling the story uh, in the way of, of, of any dozen of our instructors and they'll have that as a base so if we can give them the absolute best examples that we can uh, to get them to listen to it, then we'll be that much more ahead uh, of this. So I'm really looking forward to her doing this and uh, having it uh, recorded and available for the uh, instructors and frame to use.
6: Yeah, very very much so. If she, if she doesn't tell the story, she communicates having been there. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, we had, uh, I had an instructor, uh, oh, let's see, it's been a month and a half ago now, who told the, he had written the story, and at first I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit apprehensive about this because he had written the story from this perspective of uh, Isaac Davis' wife. <laughs> okay. He told, he told the story from that perspective, and it really worked well. I mean, it really worked well, and uh, and there are for
6: those of yeah for those of who who sent our men off to battle, it it does ring true.
1: Right, right. And it worked. It worked very, very well. Well, what else uh, was this? Uh, in what capacity did he go? I'm not that familiar with uh, with you, Cooper. Are you an instructor?
6: Uh, a shooter. I, I took I took an orange hat at Waterman. Uh, I I took it reluctantly because I don't feel I don't feel skilled enough to be an instructor, and I've held back and held back. And then and then a red hat at Waterman said, "You're you're not claiming to be an instructor. You're simply saying." You are an instructor in training yeah listen if you
1: if you ever if you ever get the feeling uh that you're an instructor and that you already know everything and that you're completely uh, uh you're completely done and set to go then that that's going to be the point where I would ask you to give the hat back because we don't need you uh, so <laughs> We need, everybody needs to have that, uh, you know, to have that, uh, that humility and that, that same kind of uh, understanding, which is, I'm not ready to be uh, the perfect instructor, but I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to learn how to be
6: the perfect yeah. instructor. And,
1: uh, and
6: I'm, not I'm not worthy. I'm not.
1: Yeah. I'm well, not worthy. I'm I, not
6: worthy. I'm not worthy. That's the way I,
1: that's my attitude, and that whenever I uh, whenever I put my hat on ready to instruct is, is that I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, a doctorate in shootology, uh, I'm not the perfect instructor, but I'm gonna do my absolute best and I'm gonna learn every single moment that I'm going learn. I'm gonna learn. And that's what each and yes. every one of the instructors has to do.
6: Yes. That's where I'm at. Okay, and where are you? Where is your I mean um, where is your
1: base of uh
6: Min- Minnesota? Minnesota. All right. I'm, yeah, Crescent, Minnesota, the actually I I, I claim I'm uh uh Iowan. I'm I'm right where Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa come together. And <laughs> ready to work anywhere.
1: Well Well that's good. And who what crew are you gonna be working with? Do you know yet? Mostly Minnesota. Okay. And who's running the show there?
6: Uh, VMT193, Mike. Okay. And right. Aftermath. And
1: uh, when's your next event?
6: Uh, next event is actually uh, an unofficial gathering next Sunday and then another apple seed in Hinkley the week after.
0: All right,
1: all right. And what did you see that uh, besides the uh, the history part, now, uh, of course, the history, for me, is always the best part of the show. Uh, it's the most satisfying part of the show. But what else did you see that you thought went really well?
6: At Waterman? Right. Two hundred plus patriots firing at redcoats in cadence. All right, what
1: about the? Awesome. What about the Yeah, because that would that was going that was going to be a uh, a big line uh, doing the redcoats all at once. What about the talk uh, when folks weren't on the firing line and when folks were just talking uh, outside of? Uh, the Appleteat event everybody's fired up
6: it's, it's great to meet people from across the country it's great to hear the history from different people's points of view it was just an amazing amazing event
1: All right. All right, let me bring another caller on the air. Uh area code eight one two three three four, you're on the air. Howdy, howdy, it's TechRest. Hey Tech. Welcome to the
8: show. Thank you.
1: Well, how'd everything go?
8: Oh, it went spectacular. Uh given the the task, given the uh logistical uh nightmare, given all the things that could have gone wrong, it went spectacularly well. Tech Res is great. Well, what about? Well uh, Tech Res I mean, was doing good until he got in the way of his blue hats, and then he kind of made a mess of the the appleseed store until they shooed me off and could make sense of it. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: What about? Uh, let me ask you the same uh, same question that I was asking Eel earlier, which is uh, taking your just right off the top of your head the uh, the best. Three things that you saw, and then uh, say uh, say the the three things that if you're going to do it again this coming weekend, uh, what you might
8: uh, change. Okay. Or add. Uh, The first thing uh, that I saw was you know 250 Americans out having fun, learning, and getting uh, some some rounds downrange safely, intently, and for a purpose. Um, that alone was worth it, uh, all of the effort. Uh, the second thing that went well, you know, we actually, boy, we were racing against the sun, literally, but we made it through everything and actually even got an AQT at the end uh, as the sun was dipping uh, below the horizon. Uh, third thing, we had a lot of youth shooters and a lot of youth instructors, which is wonderful to see. And those youth shooters got a lot of really good attention. Um, and I'm sure we've got some youth who are going to grow up and really, really remember this event. Um, as far as things we do differently, um, if we could, uh, well, we were, you know, we had 250 people Taking up the the better part of one long stretch of a U-shaped uh, shooting area, uh, we could have put a thousand there. So, you know, it might be hard to come up with another 700 in a week, but uh, I'd love to see that whole U filled up. Um, the other things, um, we learned a lot of stuff as we were going, and the next time it'll just it'll just be easier between registration, the store, uh, everything just just really went well, but there were a lot of tidbits that we picked up uh, as we went. And, uh, yeah, the PA system, next time we'll probably have twice as many horns in it, uh, just to make things easier. It was wonderful that we had radios for backup so that when, you know, the people at the end, didn't hear exactly what the last thing that was said over the PA was. They were able to call in and ask you, you know, hey, what'd you just say? And and go from there. So, the the communication system uh, you know, could have been better, but it it's backup worked and we never actually had to revert to the flags, which would have been a whole ball of fun.
0: Wow.
1: Well, I have the the flags uh Let's see, they're probably 10 meters back from the firing line. And, uh, they, uh, I have been asked several times by the guys, uh, to move them off the line because I have, uh, like 14 flags up right there on the line and, uh, in a 10 or 15 knot wind, it gets, uh, it gets loud enough that it's hard for folks to hear the instruction. So uh-huh. I'm going to have to move them back some I'm off the line. Now, you guys had them spread out pretty much, so you probably don't have that, that problem. Uh, but I have them like uh, uh, like three meters apart, uh, ten meters back from the line, and there's, there's 14, 15 of them there. And when they start flapping, that's it. Sounds like a uh, Harley Davidson sitting right there on the line
8: that makes sense that we were worried the uh the flags were held up by pvc tubing and it was interesting to see just how far that pvc would bend so <laughs> still stay upright
1: i got uh, uh the the uh, the ranch here uh 50 years ago it used to be uh, a greyhound racing ranch and uh, so there was Oh I don't know mile and a half of uh, chain link fence. So I I was blessed with uh uh hundreds of the you know the top rail for the chain link fence. So that's what I have. I've I've got a uh the the upright post for the chain link fence are larger diameter than the top rails. So I have the upright posts are set permanently in the ground and the top rails uh can come up and down. I put the flags on and put them all up, you know, in a row, and when uh, they all they hardly, it hardly doesn't bend an inch. But uh, when that wind comes, <laughs> up, <laughs> it, uh, hush, hush.
0: Ah,
1: <laughs> Who is it? Well, he made him hush. All right. So <clears throat> what? Uh, so once again, if you were uh if you were planning on setting this up again for this coming weekend and you had
0: uh I I live on air surprise.
1: Okay. And you had uh this time you had uh, five hundred instead of uh three hundred coming. What do you think that you might uh you might do to facilitate that?
8: We'd have a lot more on the PA system. We'd also be very, very careful about um, thinking. I think the most important – well, I shouldn't say that. One of the things that would have to be looked at very carefully is how and when we are circling up everybody to the center and doing it extremely judiciously. Uh, there was a couple times when we were pulling people in from the outer wings and then sending them off, and we might have done it once or twice more than we needed to. Uh, I only noticed this personally because I, I happen to hang about halfway down the line, uh, and towards the end of Sunday, um, the uh, the moaning from the outer wing people who were walking you know two hundred yards in and, right. uh, they were less happy each time. So I do really careful about uh, you know uh, teams one and ten who are coming from the outmost wing. That when we pull them in, uh, we we are very careful about when we do that. And probably in anything in the course of fire that uh, needs to be thought over very carefully is that center up command because for some people you're asking them a couple you know bring them a couple football fields you know to you and then a couple back. So that's something we would be uh, especially careful in our judiciousness with. Uh, well, if this
1: was going to be done again, I don't see why you couldn't have, uh, <clears throat> why well, you couldn't have, uh, instead of the one demo table there, uh, that you couldn't have the, uh, say,
8: five demo tables. Well, for, for, for doing, you have the actual the, demos of position, that was done at the, that was done at the team level. Each of the, the points of instruction were all done by the, the, the ten, you know, sub-shoot bosses, if you want to call them that, right. uh, their instruction team. The only time we were circling people up were for history or for, um, you know, when we did the raffle or when we did the, the benediction. It was generally for really big things for the initial safety briefing. We didn't do it all that often. We definitely didn't do it for the points of instruction. That was handled at the team level. Right. Um but it just seemed at the end of Sunday like we we circled them up a couple extra times when we needed to. Or at least that's what people were saying as they walked past me. Um, <laughs> so uh and you know so just just something, you know, that we needed to be careful with. Um and uh but other than that, you know, it went really well. The, the the nightmare I was most worried about, frankly, was parking. And, you know, people really seemed to come with their head on straight about parking. It, it, it Or the parking team did a wonderful job. I don't know which, but considering the fact we had that many people and that many cars and that little a problem, that was amazing. Well,
1: it's, I'm sure it's due to two things. One, as you said, there are uh, the... You had a parking team that was out there working on it. Appleseed instructors are professional. Number two, uh, and I, I tell folks this every time I go to an event: the folks who come to Appleseed are not—they're uh, not the uh, from the low end of the uh, of the American uh, spectrum. Uh, they're the sharpest, uh, the brightest, the most committed folks uh, they're not they're always looking uh it, it, from my uh experience they're always looking for the way to do things right uh they're always a sharp crowd and uh I always expect that from people who attend appleseed appleseed folks are the the best the brightest the most handsome the most beautiful uh, the most brave uh romantic et cetera et cetera and uh They show that to me time and time again at events.
8: They did a good job. There were uh, groups of us, well, groups. there was a handful of us who were assigned the job of of roving instructor. Uh, And once I made sure that the reporter wasn't going to get himself or somebody else hurt uh, and was able to cut him loose after a while uh, and leave him to his own devices, I was able to play roving reporter, and that worked out. Uh, really nicely because I got to watch 10 different people who normally would be shoot bosses uh, and people under him, them who would normally be shoot bosses and red hats. And then all these different IITs, I got to watch all these different forms of doing the exact same instruction, different personalities, different styles. Um, and then uh, I got to pick a few shooters to work with myself and... Um, uh, it was a lot of fun it was a lot a lot of fun
1: now and, y- you mentioned uh y- you mentioned roving reporter
8: yeah and, well what about that what about the media presence there? uh we we knew that we had one reporter coming in uh a uh a reporter american reporter but working for the french uh, agency agence france presse services uh which is an international press agency uh, publishes in seven odd languages uh, all over the world and uh, he was coming in. I knew that he uh, was going to be uh, interesting uh, in part because I, I did some research on him and turns out he was, he started off as a combat photographer and combat reporter uh, uh, during his three tours of Vietnam. And uh, and so I knew he'd be an interesting guy, and uh, probably wouldn't get himself hurt. But we we talked for a while, and we did uh, we did our run through of what Appleseed was and what we were there to do. He interviewed Fred for a while. He you know videotaped the histories and the safety briefing. Uh, he did interview uh, a few of the shooters. Uh, at one point, uh, true tenacity spoke with him, and uh, he uh, he had some questions for her and uh, and a few other people, I, I believe some of our, our younger instructors uh, may have spoken with him. Um, we'll see what he does with it. We'll see uh, what comes of it. Um, uh, you, you never know, uh, but uh, you know every time we've done this. For uh, good or less than good, it's always paid off dividends, so we'll see what happens. And and after a while, when I realized he wasn't going to uh, create for himself or somebody else a safety problem or an instructional problem, I felt free to let him go and just kind of keep an eye on him in the corner of my eye. I had prepared a a document for the press because we thought we'd have two local presses show up, too. Uh, I think they got scared off by the light drizzle. Who knows? But um, uh, basically a, a document that said these are the the rules of the road that you will adhere to or you will, um, you know, be asked to leave. And they were mostly safety issues. Uh, but this guy was fun, and, uh, and uh, he stayed for Saturday. And then he uh, said if he had enough of what he needed, he wouldn't be back on Sunday. And he didn't come back on Sunday, which is too bad. Sunday was uh, – the lighting was beautiful. We also had our own media teams roving. Uh, Poster Boy was wonderful, taking pictures of everything in sight. And um, we had a youth photographer uh, wandering around as well. And uh, 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 Goldfish, I believe, his sister, um, was uh, taking pictures. And uh, we're going to gather everything up. And, uh, do what we can with it. We also had tons of people, including Moggett, taking pictures with their phones and sending them on out to SCSI. Uh, it was quite the effort and a lot of it improvised. So it, uh, it was really, uh, an amazing, uh, throw together of skills and talents and did well.
1: Well, excellent. I got some of the folks saying that, uh, you worked with a young boy at Sunday Shooter Only.
8: The, well, there was, Oh, yeah, 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 hold on. We had the Saturday um, youth who was having a great deal of difficulty uh, for a variety of reasons, and um, Mean Streaker worked with him, and I worked with him, and uh, uh, Western Rose spent a great deal of time with him. He ended up having to pull off the line, but he came the second day as well, and I'll tell you, he had the biggest smile on his face going back to his car with some 308 brass in his hand just happy as could be. On Sunday I did have a Sunday only shooter and his dad show up. Kid was probably 11 and he had a cast from elbow on up covering 3 of his fingers. So all he had left with was his index finger and his thumb to work with. And uh it was uh he was ready to go and he brought a, a bolt action rifle. And I told him, you know, you, you stick with that as long as you can. And, uh, oh, my and he, gosh. The guy got a
1: cast on his arm, bolt action. Don't Tell me it was a tube fed, too. Uh,
8: no, it was a uh, five-round uh, okay. HMR. <laughs> and it was funny. He, had, he would have to chicken his wing up way past 90 degrees, you know, up into the sky to be able to operate the bolt and then uh, back down a little again and he he made it through a couple five squares then we got him on A1022 which made things easier and uh we worked with him and worked with him and he was a great sport and uh his dad uh you know let us do our thing and stayed out of our way and had a great time and boy that little guy he just trucked on uh but watching him chicken wing into the sky to operate that bolt was nothing short of awesome. Um, so he did well and we had a lot of fun. Well good. Good and what is
1: next uh what does the uh Illinois crew have uh next? After after a couple of days of R and R. We'll give you that. But uh after that what do you guys have
4: uh coming up, Neil? Uh, let's see, this this coming weekend, the 18-19, we've got Clinton, Illinois. I believe that's a sellout. Uh, the following weekend, the 25th-26th, we've got three shoots going on, one in Ottawa at Buffalo Range Shooting Park, one in Marion, Illinois, which is down almost into Kentucky there, and one out at Durand, which Durand is a DAR that had some issues with the berms, and they've been working feverishly out there. We did have to cancel one shoot out there, unfortunately, you know, because of safety. And as you're well right. aware, what what trumps, right?
1: Right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, saw, I saw the pictures from there, and they looked like they could use a little bit of work, but it sounds like they got everything squared away now.
4: I think they got everything squared away. So we got those three shoots going on the 25th, 26th. And then, of course, that brings us right to October 2nd, and we'll be out at Waterman again. And... And see if we can get a bunch of people on the bounce from the 300 shoot, want to come back and, uh, sharpen those skills a little bit. And boy, you know, don't don't let Fred hear me say this, but I hope I don't get another 200 people out there, because I'm going to have to be calling, I'm going to have to be calling your, your, uh, your thing and saying, I need some help for instructors. But,
0: (laughs) well, it, it would be
4: outstanding to get another 200, I'll be honest with you. But uh, I would I would need a boatload question. of help in a hurry.
8: That's I'm going to jump question. off, guys. Thank you very much.
4: See you, Tech. Thanks you again. Tech.
8: That's my next question: Is that uh, <clears throat> so?
1: What did you? Uh, how did you guys leave these guys as far as Sunday on the benediction? Uh, how did you leave them as far as uh, uh, as prepping them to come back to another event and to and picking another event? And was there a way that uh, like, did you have, was it uh, a possibility for them to uh, do sign-ups right then and there for uh, the no- another shoot?
2: Well,
4: um, no, there wasn't because we weren't, you know, we weren't set up for, for taking sign-ups right there on the spot. But what, uh, what was done is if, if they had pre-registered, that they could get a free certificate or a code to sign up for their next shoot for free if they had already pre-reg. Uh, for the 300 shoot um, you know the there were some flyers out there with some some upcoming shoots and you know I, I don't know all where the shooters came from but hopefully hopefully they uh they go back and get on the website and and put their comments on that on that aar and look at the schedule and yeah we'd like to see them back out there october 2nd and 3rd
1: Excellent. And, uh, and is there a special, uh, is the AAR stuff being done under the Waterman, uh, thread? Is there well, a... Well, the,
4: yeah if you go into the, if you go into the AAR section, into the, the, you know, the public AARs, there's a link that gets you to the thread that Spit Stickler started, which is where, uh, everything's been posted, you know, all the pictures and whatnot, everything bounces right to there. And oh my gosh, I want to say last night it had like 2,800 hits on it, and I don't know where it's at for today. I mean, as it as it is right now, right? But it seems it seems like the link is working. So anybody that goes to the public AAR section and wants to, to post something, it directs them there, and they're able to look at everybody's pictures and and see the comments and whatnot. Um, it it's. It's all working out real, real well. Way better, I think, than than I expected, and obviously quite a few others. So,
1: okay. Well, I think that they posted. I think they just posted in the chat. They link the link to okay. it. So, if you guys, uh, you guys who are listening, or you guys who are in the chat here, there's no way I'm going to read this out. But if you can see the feed uh, uh, in there in the chat, you can uh, you can cut and paste that. Actually, I think you can just. Uh, I think it's a hot link in there, so you can go straight to it from there. To the AAR and read about uh, read about the event. <clears throat> well, that sounds great. So, once again, uh, let me ask you: uh, If I'm getting ready to start uh, to start setting up an event like this, where would you tell me to get started?
4: Without a doubt, where you get started is promotions. You can have the best darn event. You can have the biggest event. If nobody knows it's happening, you're not going to have any shooters there. Uh, we got started late you know the banner you know some some ideas popped up late about how to promote this thing and uh, I, I think that may have besides the weather but that may have have hurt us uh, attendance wise for the simple fact of if nobody knows it's there, they're not going to show up there and uh, that that's I think that's critical to get a, get it out there early, and especially something of the size, get it out in states all around you early. Get it up on our web page, you know, like we have that 300 banner at the top of the web page, and that that was a tremendous help. I don't know if that was Scuzzy, might have been Scuzzy came up with that and put that up there. That was a huge help because as people go there, that's the first thing they see. Uh, regardless of how they come across the, the web page. And, you know, it was very, very simple. It was straightforward. It was easy for them to follow. You know, sometimes there's a lot of discussion on the forum about it, it's hard to navigate your way through and whatnot. This was none of that. It was straightforward. The, the banner was up there. You click if you wanted to learn more. It gave you a rundown on it and then allowed you to register right from there. It was kind of like a one-stop shop kind of thing. And that that was a tremendous help, but something like that, you know, for your your uh, College Station shoot, you got to get promo early. That was probably you know one of the bigger faults outside of running the shoot itself, where mm-hmm. we probably could have done a lot better on.
1: Well, listen, that uh that is that of course is true, and we we run into that over and over and over uh, again or certainly on a special project but just on a on a day-to-day uh, basis uh, for the program promotions is something that we're going to have to uh, really uh, continue to improve and uh, continue to take a hard look at in order to put to, to put together a really uh, a really comprehensive Promotions program. I mean, we've got a good program that we're starting. You know, we're, we're stumbling along in the right direction. Uh, but, uh, it's gonna take a lot more because, uh, I've told you guys, uh, before on the show that, uh, we have the ability, uh, even without any, adding any locations, uh, to pretty much double in attendance right now with just the locations that we have, uh, and fill the lines there. And that's what we should be doing because for the most part, most of these locations, we already have the instructors, uh, we have everything set up, and we can handle more folks going to those specific events. So we should be trying to fill up the events that we already have on the books that are already scheduled, ready to go, already staffed, everything. We should be trying to make sure that we're filling up every single one of those events first, uh, and then continue to add new locations. But promotions... It's something that everyone's going to have to get involved with, and I'm going to continuously uh, pound on that because each and every one of you guys uh, can help with the promotions. And Obviously, the most basic way is uh, word of mouth. Word of mouth is the most uh, important promotional tool that we have. It's also the pro- only promotional tool that doesn't require multiple exposures uh, in order for it to work, because word of mouth works because you have a uh, a trusted family friend or a family member who tells you about something, and then you can go. You don't need a bunch of other research and stuff done because you have a person that you trust telling you about it. All right. Now, from the other side of the scope is this: <clears throat> you have the ability to tell somebody about the program, somebody that trusts you, trusts what you say, trusts. Uh, your uh, your decisions on stuff, you trust your advice. You have the ability uh, tomorrow to tell somebody about the program and get them involved in it just by your word of mouth. And I'm not talking about a hard sell. It's not going to take a hard sell just by you going to somebody and telling them about the program. Now you think about this. Think about uh, that we have uh, close to 9,000 members now. Think about each of those members bringing... One other person with them. How many is that? That's 9,000 folks. 9,000 people that could be reeled in tomorrow. It's not hard. Uh, it's really not hard. So if each and every one of you will think about this, everybody that's listening, everybody that uh, uh, that is concerned with advancing the program, about talking to somebody tomorrow about coming to an event. And getting them, uh, getting them signed up for an event tomorrow. <clears throat> now we have a year. This next year, if you guys thought this year, this year was rough, uh, we've got a year coming up It's going to be another test year. Each and every one of them are, but they get uh, geometrically uh, more difficult. And this coming year is going to be a bit difficult. Uh, and I don't know uh, I don't know uh, how hard it's going to be, but it's certainly not going to be easy. But we're talking about uh, bringing in we're well, about doubling again uh, in our size and bringing in uh, approximately uh, fifty thousand folks. and what we need to do is have uh, around 25,000 of those folks on the books uh, by April. So the time to start asking folks to come, the time to start understanding that you are the most important part of the promotions program that we have is now, is today. Make sure that you understand your job in the scheme of things is making sure... That you've done what you can uh, to bring someone else into the program, and a lot of you guys do this on a day-to-day basis. Uh, there's a lot of folks that work hard at this. Uh, I know that uh, Pop, uh, respiratory pops. Some of you guys met him there in uh, Illinois. Uh, my gosh, this guy is—he uh, is constantly uh, on the job. He's constantly uh, working at it. If we had a hundred folks like Pop, uh, I don't think that we'd have any trouble. With selling the lines uh, because uh, because he's constantly at work, and that should be the goal of each of us uh, is talking to somebody tomorrow about uh, coming into the program, uh, getting an event listed on the community calendar, uh, calling in to a radio station and uh, getting them to uh, uh, to let you talk about the project on the air and listen. If, you, if there's an upcoming event anywhere near you guys, you guys should be riding, you should be surfing uh, high on the wave of the New York Times, Fox News, etc. Uh, coverage that we've been getting. What that means is you go to the, uh, uh, go to the uh, NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, whoever affiliate in your town, uh, Google the uh, you know the, Google them get their website go to contact uh, them get their phone number and then call them and say hey uh, we're having an event uh, in two weeks at such and such and uh, we'd like you guys to cover it we're the same guys that just got covered by the New York Times by Fox and Friends and uh, you guys should get on board and uh, cover the event too I guarantee you that they'll probably do it so use these. Use the power that you have uh, to get the the word out there. And every time you get to an event uh, on the news or on the radio, we're talking about ten thousand to uh, to a hundred thousand flyers that you don't have to hand out. Uh, anybody? Uh, any of you guys got any uh, any additional suggestions? Okay, did I lose some of the folks on the phone lines? I guess I did. <clears throat> All right. Uh Well, we want to thank everybody who was a part of the Waterman project. It was a big project and uh and it got pulled off in extremely professional fashion and uh, we'd like to thank everybody uh involved in it and uh, and it's a testament to the professionalism of the instructors that it went so well, uh, that there was so... When I asked uh, folks about what could be done better, uh, they had to kind of scramble uh, to, to give me an answer because things went well, because it was a well-planned event. Let's work on the promotions for the upcoming events this year. If you can squeeze in another event in your state Put another location on the books, then do so. That should be a goal of yours. If you look at the Project 1000 map, you'll see that everybody, uh, is still, uh, is still under pressure to, uh, to bring in some new locations, to put another, uh, couple of events on the books. And just because you've met your goals in the United States doesn't mean you can't exceed them. So make sure that you're taking, uh, every opportunity, uh, to add more locations uh to push uh promotions in any way that you can and uh, and let's bring this year to a uh, resounding 1000 plus events uh for uh, 2010 so that we can get started on the 2000 events for uh 211 just a measly two thousand events. I don't see why we're not tripling or quadrupling it. Uh that certainly is uh is not beyond our abilities. <clears throat> all right. Uh Beth, are you still there? Okay. Well we want to thank uh Beth Schoenberg for calling in and we want to thank uh all of the folks over at Derry Brownfield. And, uh, and I urge you guys once again to make sure that uh, you're doing what you can uh, to help our friends. Everybody that helps Appleseed, uh, we should be working just as hard to help them. Uh, I told you many times before that we need to make sure that we're building alliances and that, uh, and that we are making friends and that uh, we're supporting our friends as, as they support us. So make sure that you're doing that, and uh, we'll tell you guys that uh, we'll be here again Tuesday night, this next Tuesday, 7 o'clock, and uh, we'll see everybody then. Thank you all, God bless you, and have a good night.